Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. There's reasons for heavy hearts. This past year, I thought I was broken. lovely time we all could use a day off uh and you know it's a time to do things that you maybe wouldn't do on any given weekend maybe you go you know maybe you hit the pool for the first time all year maybe you have a cookout with friends uh or if you're max you do something you uh haven't done apparently in five years uh, what was what was this momentous I've had occasion? With friends more recently. Uh, I went to see a movie in a movie theater. Oh. Wait, what? It's like a it's like a yeah, it's like a building with a big TV and a bunch of strangers watch it together. It's very odd. Yeah, no, we're all all of us are familiar with that. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I saw the new Top Gun movie Ooh. during its re- at its release uh, scheduled release, if you will, um, on Thursday evening. The Midnight Movie. Oh, man. Well, was not it Midnight the Midnight Movie. The 9, the, the 9 p.m. West Coast movie. <laughs> Which was oh, one of my it? answers to your questions previous. It's much more palatable than a Midnight oh. Movie. <laughs> oh. Fair enough. Well, that's that definitely feels like cheating. Uh, but, I, yeah, this is, this is a pretty momentous uh, occasion because, Max, you are... Um, you're out there you're holding down the i hate going to movies in theaters corner you've been holding that corner down i think for as long as i've known you which is now over 10 years and so i i am i'm a little confused why why you you broke a long streak of not doing this and like it wasn't a COVID thing. If, if it's five years, it obviously started way before the pandemic. So like, why, why would you break a five-year stretch of not going to see movies in theaters? A for a nighttime premiere, and B for Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> that is a fair question. I think the the ultimate answer comes down to, I was invited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very good at saying no to things. If someone said, hey, like, do you want to go to the the Top Gun release Thursday night at 9 p.m.? I'm like, well, I don't have any other plans Thursday night at 9 p.m. And a group of, I think it was like nine or ten of us went, so it was more of a, a, a social thing. Um, mm-hmm. The people in front of us and behind us and all around us didn't seem to appreciate that. Um, <laughs> but, you know. Oh, they didn't seem to appreciate yeah, your, your brand of movie going? Uh, yeah, like, I don't know, laughing at it or, or you know, comments and questions. Um, so Bridget had never seen the first Top Gun, so she had a lot of questions. 
um there weren't really any answers to her questions i don't think they were real questions you know but um okay i i got it so so my so part of this is my understanding for midnight releases of things and, and not just movies but also books and um video games all of which i think that these have really grown in uh frequency of them occurring and and the billing around it and everything since really since our adolescence um the people who go to these are they go in part because they are really really into the thing the uh the content or the ip if you will so what i need to ask you now is were you jackasses talking during the movie when people who have put their whole masculinity or their feeling of like their interaction with their country on tom cruise being whatever the guy's called in the movie which i just learned today are you telling me that that this pivotal moment this huge movie for them these nerds who went there at midnight you came in and you talked through their movie their bible their their focal point of their or life counterpoint you don't have to have put your whole sense of masculinity and or patriotism on the movie release for it to be a wildly rude thing to talk during in the theater during the movie <laughs> But but there's this added bit that makes it even worse, and and so I say but yes, it, it does. It does seem like that is what you are are saying happened quite a bit. No, no, we weren't talking during the movie. There's, I mean, like laughing. You know, there's a general reaction that people have to movies, like laughing that other people don't appreciate. Now, Pierce, you laugh at very different things in movies than I Pierce, do. Laughing is a thing that happens I when laugh people the find whole movie something funny. Mav Top Gun Maverick was absurd. <laughs> I laughed the entire time. It was a hilarious yeah. movie. So, do you think that I can't imagine why? Do you think that if you went to a non, do you think if you went to a non midnight release that they would have been as frustrated with your laughing? Like, were they laughing, or do you think it was because that no. they were super fans? Or nobody actually. See, there was one frustration at the beginning where one person in our group said like it was at the beginning credits the movie hadn't started it was showing who's in it and someone was like oh so and so is in this and the guy in front of them turned around and just went Shh, which i thought was extraordinarily aggressive because that's not talking during a movie that's just being like oh like during the there was no it was the literally the beginning credits we did Same not talk during the movie um there were some people dressed up uh and people into it for sure um, but no, people, I mean, everyone in the theater was, that's the thing about Top Gun. And I think what you're, what you're kind of missing from this is like, people take it a different level of, of serious. So we were invited by a friend of ours whose favorite movie is Top Gun. So there was already something there to be like any, and, and I think he's already seen it a second time and he'll probably continue to do so. <laughs> there was a lot of hooting and hollering in this theater. That was not like the reactions were from everyone because it's sort of like a, an interactive movie in that regard i think even the people that love it are not taking it a level of serious that maybe you'd expect from getting angry at people like laughing or reacting because that's kind of the what people are expecting i mean people have waited what 33 years for what is essentially a remake of the same movie <laughs> um, i mean it's it's what you're i i you're you're right max which is that like it is kind of there are serious parts of the movie and people take it maybe too seriously, but the, the film itself is not serious. It is, it is, it is not serious. And, and, and we were not talking during it. I think we yeah. were, I think the group was appropriate. Bridget asked me a couple questions and I'd be like, okay, not like ask me later. <laughs> like the movie started and there were, you know, the planes taking off and she was like, and it's like shows him in his Navy jacket. She was like, I thought the Navy was the one with the boats. <laughs> like it's a fair question. 
<laughs> the whole movie is about them flying fighter pilots, but they're in the Navy. It is a little confusing. I, and I think part of it, too, is is what I'm imagining. What you've, you've described for at least a good part of your group is that, you know, midnight releases, I assume... 9 p.m. Yeah. Midnight Eastern releases, which is the only time zone that matters. Um, midnight releases are for the people who are, like, really, really into that thing. And usually I think of it as... A midnight release is a very limited showing or or number of books that are released or the game. So the idea of someone showing up to the midnight release of Madden 2006 and you're like, oh, wow, look at the new Crash Bandicoot game. If you went in there like that, you would you people would be very unhappy with you. And it sounds like it wasn't exactly like that. But but that's what I'm imagining is like this is for, you know, the top 1% listeners of, of this musical group. Not that there are midnight releases for that, but like a special show, for instance. So so that's kind of what yeah. I'm imagining is like, it's for the in-group of the in-group. So it's funny that you say that because I, I, I have a bit of a different take on this, which is that like, yes, uh, uh, we'll just, we'll call them premier releases of these things are for people that are, you know, kind of particularly invested in a thing but i i don't know you you said a while ago that you think that these have like grown and and become a bigger part of culture and like intuitively that would make some sense given that like you know culture has really fragmented into lots of kind of niche fandoms and and people uh, you know the nerds have taken over as it were, but I don't agree with that at all. I think that the midnight release peaked when we were all like in middle school in the beginning of high school, it was Harry Potter. It was these things that were, you know, it was the, the new monoculture stuff that you had to wait for. Mm -hmm. I think the other thing is like, I remember midnight releases for video games and I would go and wait at the GameStop and you'd kind of have this, this social interaction like you're with all these other people that care deeply to your point about that thing and now at least with video games as of years ago and certainly i'm sure more now uh not only can you like order them online at midnight release but actually i think amazon will, will like you can order them in advance and they'll have it like delivered the day of release so yeah you may still have that anticipation and maybe you're texting your friends like oh i can't wait to get my hands on the new so and so shoot them up <laughs> game but like I don't know that people are are still waiting at at GameStop in in uh, folding chairs at at midnight anymore. Yeah, I don't think um, so either. I, between uh, Amazon pre-orders, between yeah. streaming, like between honestly between the, the you know the shift from movies to quote unquote television, like there are all of these things that mm. I think have really kind of phased this out. Even even with the ubiquity of say the Marvel universe. Hmm. Have they been going direct to streaming with any Marvel movies, or are they sticking to their um? Well, only theater? Black Widow, right? Did they did they do that for Black Widow, and then there was the lawsuit about it? I saw Black Widow in theaters, but I know that Scarlett Johansson uh, sued Disney because of how quickly it was released. But oh, I don't anyways, know. Kevin, you were going to yeah, say yeah, it's just there are some premieres that are due to a a physic a, a scarcity, and others that are just due to wanting to get your hands on whatever it is as soon as possible like if they still had a uh 
if there was a theoretical eighth Harry Potter book, I would imagine that Amazon would not be able to deliver to everyone in every zip code that wanted it. There would still be some type of physical scarcity and there'd still probably be, you know, a lineup of stores. And even with game systems now, there is a physical scarcity and it could be you sitting and hitting refresh on your computer at whatever time they say it's going to go on and hoping that the bots don't sweep it up first. But you can also still, like, you'll still see mines at, at Best Buy and stuff because they are allocated a certain number of copies and they won't pre-order things. I'm holding up the new thing that the Midnight release is. It's it's shit like sneaker drops. It's people queuing up in the I... Nike sneakers app and, you know, exactly like you said, maniacally refreshing a hundred times only to find out that, you know, somebody built a bot or like some some kid who's the child of a, a Nike executive has used her credit card to buy hundreds of pairs of the shoes and then resell them to you at a markup. It's like, you know. Yeah, I think that the the scarcity does still play in. And, and Sean, your, your specific example, part of the reason that those are not done in physical places as much anymore or in a very controlled way is because there is a history of, uh, you know, uh, to say nothing of of the um, you know the reselling and how awful that is, there there is actually like violence like with some frequency. Um, so and and I would assume that that happens with all of these things when there are scarce objects. I mean, we know what we know what Black Friday at pick the big box store looks like. You know what what the associations are with that. So um, yeah, maybe maybe there are fewer. Uh, what was the word you were using? Like premieres you know special special mm -hmm. premieres um you know this this idea of like let's create not only it's the merging of the probably false scarcity of the thing itself and the false scarcity of the time when it is released it's like you know it exists top gun exists today in the same way that it existed you know on friday night like it it exists exactly the same and there's you know, mm -hmm. there's also not a real physical limit to it because it can be released digitally. It, mm -hmm. it won't be because of rules, let's yeah. say them. And, uh, oh, I was going to say, no, there I wasn't was... even a scarcity in person. I mean, the theater was oh, maybe yeah. one-tenth full, if that. It was not a <laughs> yeah. sold-out show. I wasn't taking a mm -hmm. seat from someone who's been waiting 33 years for Top Gun Maverick, just to clarify. Yeah, and and I think t when I say that this is happening more, I, I I do think that is true that like around Harry Potter, the midnight release was 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 a thing, and that that came around a lot. Um, I I just have the feeling that now every superhero movie gets a midnight release, and you see the stuff months ahead of time. It says you know midnight tickets selling now and, and stuff like that and and maybe there did used to be more maybe we're not doing it for for books as much anymore because of you know kind of what kevin pointed out and you all pointed out which is we can kind of get it everywhere the the next day um but i i feel like that's part of the cycle though it's like let's create an event where it's a premiere and so it's less it's not just oh you saw it the first weekend or whatever but Honestly, how much of it has to do with like spoiler culture and the you need to see it first so you can have a take before anyone else. Yeah, yeah like when Game of Thrones was at its heyday, the like it was an event to watch watch with friends if if you, you know, had a social group surrounding that, but also it's like did you want to go to work or get on the internet yeah. before seeing it? Like you had to see it Sunday night and so you were kind of wanting to uh, you know, if they said it released at 9 p.m. or whatever, you're kind of refreshing the 
HBO app. Until well, you had to wait for the go. chicken to be ready. You but, did have you know, to wait for 10, the chicken. 10, 11, there. midnight. Yeah, closer sure. to midnight there. Um, uh, but, you know, I do... There, there are... On the other hand, there there is one, like, midnight release that, that I wished I could go to because I haven't really engaged with any of these. I mean, when I was reading Harry Potter, like, I just knew that it was going to come, like, at 10, 10 a.m. the next morning. Um, was it a yes, taco Sean. cake at a local bakery? It was not, um, but it was local in that I would always see um, – these other schools that had midnight madness for basketball and i was like mm. what what coach bennett like do all the players have to be in bed with with you know warm milk in their bibles at 9 30 such that we can't do this you know yes, don't you do. want us to be taken seriously don't you want drake to i mean i don't want drake to like be hanging out at uva but you know maybe pharrell will come by if we do a midnight madness like i wanted to do that but there were factors at play that didn't do it probably in part because it's like you really want to watch people do a scrimmage at, at midnight for, for 30 minutes because that's when they can start like the, the season or whatever the rules are. But I don't know. There's, you know, is the draw the thing or like being part of the event? And I think part of it is that maybe these exist less to Sean's point, but the idea of being around people that have similar interests and in getting to celebrate that thing is uh, really nice. Yeah, and I think with if I think back to the the new Star Wars trilogy, like I didn't, I didn't want to do the work to be on the the midnight showing, but you know I wanted to be on the first night, so you know I would see it twenty hours later, and it was still a big a big thing. People still got dressed up, and it was exciting, and the theater was packed. But I, I think that the people who really wanted the midnight premiere really wanted to be with like <laughs> that elite group of people that. Uh, wanted to wanted to see it first wanted to be up late for it and put themselves in a different situation for the event yeah i mean i i don't i can't think of a, a like a midnight premiere movie that i went to um so like i don't know I, the 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 sort of first day or even like first weekend was always kind of fine for me yeah well, I, I do know that we all and and I, it's different, but I I don't really know why. Well, maybe I do know how. Um, we have actually all been to to special beer releases together before. I think specifically one in in Charlottesville, and that really was. It's such a silly thing, but also you build up. It's like this is a special thing. It is associated with a time of year. In this case, it was like you know, kind of a, a, a Christmas type beverage. Um, there is a scarcity of of the actual product and there was a scarcity of the event in that we're going to sell it on this day we may run out of it though you can get it in stores as, as we know but um, I think that in many ways that's a similar thing because kind of by definition you're going to be around people that are also into that and their kids because breweries are, are um, child care centers um, you have to be okay with that you have to be okay with seeing yourself in the mirror <laughs> yeah you have to be okay with seeing yourself in the mirror um and so for for me to be like oh you know how how could you how could you like how could you go to top gun or like pick your marvel movie if you're not really into it well one way to become into those things and to understand, oh, this is a community that I want to be a part of is by getting exposed to those. Um, you know, 
being at a movie like the Doctor Strange one and you've never seen any Marvel movies before, maybe that's not good because you're going to have so many questions. But I, I, I guess what I'm saying is I think these still have an importance and pointing out that, hey, this is something people like so much that it's worth having an event for is is pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, look, opportunities for people to express the things that are important to them are, are good. It is a nice thing that yeah. we have those. I, I still don't love movie theaters. Um, you still have to be the annoying guy to push people out of the way to go to the bathroom multiple times, um, which is not fun. Um, you're going like to bathrooms. I mean, just... You're going to the bathroom multiple times in a movie. You need to see a doctor. Well, so they give you a wristband, and you can get three drinks, and they have twenty six ounce Budweiser cans. So that's like what seventy, eighty ounces of Budweiser in two hours and seventeen minute movie. I feel like that's two bathroom breaks seems pretty reasonable but i, I, I that I was would a, argue that was the a choice that you made that was probably I, I only got one of the budweiser's but the bartender did say oh it's for a limit of three and i said that's a, more than a six pack and she gave me a look like <laughs> they still needed the rule i will say that I mean, three, um, the, three the 25 risk... ounce cans of budweiser is probably two if not three more than i would have in the course of a movie i, I had one and it was the perfect amount for the entirety mm-hmm. of the movie um I, we were drinking margaritas beforehand, so I, I did need to go to the bathroom twice, but most of the group kind of did at the same time. <laughs> um. <laughs> the wrist, the the three on the wristband was not an instruction. It was a limit. Those are different things. <laughs> yeah. I feel the same way about uh. drinking and using the bathroom in movie theaters as I do on airplanes. Really, really want to avoid it if you can. Um, speaking of things to avoid I was going to say there is one type of midnight release that I really makes me feel icky and it's it's not just the, the shoe thing because because those end up being like there's a really big false scarcity of those and like that's just you know there are only so many shoes made all the time I get that but with things like uh, previously any, any Apple product um, mm-hmm. gaming consoles um, to, I mean, I, not really computers. Those don't, like, people don't get excited. But, you know, phones, when they made iPods to an extent, but, but really, like, phones and then gaming consoles, um, when you have a physical thing that, that, like, is only exciting and that it allows you to, to like, basically play other stuff, be it, be it an app or, or a, a game, like, the, the phenomenon around that that one always just makes me feel very icky because they're they're very expensive. I mean, most of the things we've talked about here, even even the beer and even the the shoes, um, but certainly the movies, these are things that kind of everybody can go and get. But when you have a special release or a book, um, when you have a special release for a gaming system or a phone, these things are are hundreds of of dollars, and all of a sudden you have people that are you know jumping over one another to get them, and you know lines that last really long times. And I think that is when we're we're not having the physical lines in the ways that maybe we once did by by being able to do it online makes me feel better. It still it still sucks because people are like, hey, I, I want the new gaming system. And then you wait, you know, like two years in the case of some of the Xboxes or or if you've wanted to switch for the last two years so that while you've been inside, you could entertain yourself. Um, and those and those aren't fun because they produce these secondary markets of 
things that are hundreds of dollars become things yeah. that are thousands. Well, I say it makes me feel icky because it's a failure of, or it's an inefficiency of capitalism. And I don't know, most of the time the company should just charge more, but they can't because everyone would freak out. They, do they do, they do midnight releases of cell phones and I, people I don't know, wait they, for them? People on, definitely people wait, wait in line. Hang on. <laughs> we we need to all sit and stew for a second in the fact that Kevin just said the problem with these things is that the corporations aren't making enough money on them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, if, he's, if you're he's running out of stock, you can charge more. Sit in your shame. It's... Sit in your shame. He's he's being a you're pure this, capitalist without more. The secondary the market. Why do they deserve more money than the people who made it? N- that isn't what I said. That isn't what I said at all. <laughs> Everyone involved should rot in hell as far as I'm concerned. Bruce Springsteen tickets on the primary market should cost $8,000 per ticket. That's what Kevin said, and there is a logic to that. But Ticketmaster right. would cry and cry. Actually, no, Ticketmaster would be fine because they still make all the money because they're also the secondary market because they're bastards. And, you know. Yeah, there's a special 11th circle of hell for for ticket you know for ticket brokers um yeah but but yes i i i i understand the concept i and and i agree i th- i actually think that there there should be i i don't know that they should just like charge more for everybody but there ought to be i don't know some some level of price discrimination where you can try to assess the people that are willing to spend extra money Right. Well, if you're Apple, like make the first batch of iPhones cost an extra 200 bucks. All right. You might've sold me. Yeah. <laughs> five. You Cause this is, that's what they already do. They just do it in a different way. They do it by discounting all the previous models. Sure. Mm-hmm. So maybe it needs to be a two. Right, this is a different. This is a different topic, though. So maybe <laughs> it, should, uh... it, it, it is. And what I'm saying is, the things that are, are like books and movie tickets, and you have a, cele- a you know, a celebratory atmosphere around them coming out. It's like, yes, there you've you've created maybe a false scarcity in in a couple ways, but it's fun. Like you're around people that also really enjoy the thing, and um, I'm sure there were a lot of people that Max was in movie theater with, and it meant the world to them that. You know their their Lord and Savior Tom Cruise was back in a plane, um, and that's that's cool and and fun. Uh, but but yeah, there's some other instances where it just seems like icky. Yeah, bizarre. and I think a lot of the difference is that we're talking about a, a split between things that are in on some level consumable and things that are like fixtures in your life. Like, uh, you know, movie tickets are not a big deal because there will be showings tomorrow. And if you don't make it today, you can go tomorrow. It's relatively easy to do a new print run of books. Um, but like, but also once you read a book, you're probably done with it at least for a while. Uh, and, and so, so there's less, there's sort of less investment in like, I've, if I don't get it first, you know, I'm going to suffer the consequences for weeks and months, if not years. Like it's not, the consequences are, are very low stakes. Um, all right. Well, now that we've appropriately shamed Kevin for 
being a pure capitalist and then realized that he was probably right. Uh, should we maybe wrap up and, and move on to Pierce's sorry? Well, I just want to have one more anecdote. I went and saw the midnight premiere of Transformers 2 Ooh. and I fell asleep during it. <laughs> just as Michael Bay intended. And just think, that movie ticket could have been sold for $75 to somebody who would have stayed awake the whole time. So. All right. Uh, what are what are you apologizing for today? Um, this this happened a while ago, uh, and I I don't know that I really I, I talked my way out of it, which is not a real apology. Um, so we'll get to who I need to apologize to. But I was shown uh, some time ago an Instagram uh, post of uh, this this wedding. And there was a station, uh, you know, like a, a multi-tiered table. And it said, grab your glass. And so what it was is, and they were actually, they looked like they were made of glass, some breakable material, which I think is key here. Um, and everybody at the wedding was supposed to grab a glass and then use that for, for the entire night. And look, uh, reusing glasses, plastic water bottles, things like that. Terrible, terrible stuff. Usually not even recyclable. So if you, if you think, oh, I'm recycling this, that's not the case. So I appreciated the idea of having something that is reusable at this event where, where people drink a lot, be it alcoholic beverages or soft drinks or water, whatever the case may be. So while I appreciated that, I noticed that they were glass and I know that usually people have alcoholic beverages at weddings. Also, they get dirty, you get multiple things in them. And so I expressed in the presence of someone a little bit later how that made me kind of nervous. And while I thought it was laudable, I, I don't know if that's the best idea. And I didn't know if 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 I would, would necessarily sign on for the you know reusable glass thing at a, at a wedding specifically. Well, the thing is, is I was saying this uh, to not only someone who, who was at that wedding, but the actual wedding planner who put that together. So I had to take a U-turn and talk my way out of it and say how nice and laudable that was and, and not wasteful and everything else. But um, I'm very sorry for telling this wedding planner that their idea was crap and someone Ooh. was basically going to fall over and break a glass and, and ruin the whole thing, which is not something I said, but what I was thinking about. Um, oh, wow. So yeah, just context matters always and uh check the receipts before you start giving your opinion <laughs> when you were walking it back did you use did you use the phrase that it's really laudable i i probably did i probably probably uh got a little hot under the collar and was like oh you know that's that's so thought i probably said thoughtful it was probably so had rosy cheeks after having a couple of drinks from your reusable glass yeah. you should have just dropped your glass and then like <laughs> point proven and walked away <laughs> Did you witness breaking glass? No, no, because but but there may have been. Okay, so it wasn't a Jewish wedding. Oh no! Well, I wasn't at the wedding. I just was was talking about the the picture I saw later on. Yeah. Ah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I had seen this person. I had seen this person's work later on, and then mm. was criticizing their their work basically. Mm, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, okay. that makes it worse. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I didn't. I didn't do it in the moment. I, I wasn't. I wasn't like, huh? These, I don't like these salt shakers that are at the tables. It was. I saw a picture of your salt shakers and they sucked. But it was glasses. Woof. That's that's pretty rough. Uh. Whew. Okay. Uh. Let's let's. 
let's switch gears and, and do a big idea from pop culture. And uh, I have watched now, uh, uh, in the last week, I've watched a few movies for the first time. Uh, I, after what months after we did a podcast about Jackass, I have now watched Jackass Forever, uh, which was great. Uh, and I watched uh, Jackie Brown for the first time, uh, which was also delightful. But uh, neither of those is the big idea. Uh, the big idea is that I have now seen Batman. Not the Batman. Not Batman Begins. Batman the 1989 Tim Burton film starring Michael Keaton as Batman, Jack Nicholson as the Joker, and featuring a soundtrack with original songs for the movie composed and performed by Prince. And it is one of the weirdest movies I've ever seen in my life. Uh, I will just, uh, it's not like a, a spoiler thing, but I, I'll just direct you on the off chance that you ha also had not seen it before uh, to the fact that at some point during the movie, and I'm not going to tell you when, there is an extended dance break. So, you know, just prepare for that. It's weird. I mean, it okay. may or may not be perfect. Uh, I mean, if you're going to get Prince to do the music, there are things you have to agree to, and I'm sure that that was one of them. <laughs> like having the Joker and his henchmen dance their way through an art museum as they vandalize I can't vandalize believe that it. one of his tribulations... Yeah, I can't believe that wasn't the movie that had the the nipples on the suit. It was a different Batman movie. You would think it would have been that one. That was the uh, what? That was the ninety uh, seven. That was the Clooney one. one. Yeah, infamous. Oh. <laughs> Definitely not the most traumatizing nipple ever shown on a on a screen in America. Um, but yeah, it, let's let's uh, not engage with that anymore. Uh, let's instead do this week's. Rolling Stone rock trivia question. Which of the following movies was not directed by Bob Dylan's son, Jesse? Kicking and Screaming, A. Uh, B. American Wedding. C. Anger Management. Or D. How High? What was B again? B is American Wedding. From the American Pie universe. I'll go D. I'm gonna go A, kicking and screaming. Wait, mm -hmm. which kicking and screaming? Couldn't the tell you. The one. <laughs> oh, damn it. Uh, oh, I was gonna say I was gonna say D, but I don't like being the same. I'm gonna say I'll, I'll do I'll do A. I'm just gonna stick with it. I have no idea. Yeah, I wanna, I'm gonna say D. All right, Bob Dylan's son, Jesse, did direct the Method Man and Red Man classic, How High. He did Duh. direct whichever kicking and screaming this is. He did not, however, direct Anger Management. Mm. So, 
That's, oh, a, for that's three an actually week. good movie. Sure, why not? Uh, all right. Uh, that is the end of the show. You can find us at our home on the web at www.prettyokpod.com. You can also subscribe to the show feed on your podcast app of choice. If you do that, please tell a friend about the show. We would love to share it with them as well. We'll be back next week to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. I'm Max. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening.